From Nashville, Tennessee, it's the weekly Grace Church Nashville podcast. Feel free to follow us on Twitter at Grace Church Nash and use the hashtag located in the podcast description. And now here's Lyndall Cooley with this week's message. I realize more and more and more that we as people are better at cursing than blessing. We really do curse. We may not cuss. Christians don't cuss. You know, but, but they, they curse. You go, really? Yeah, they curse. Because whatever you're saying out of your mouth that is not a blessing, if you're speaking to your children, your situation, your life, your finances, your nation, and you're speaking words that are not uplifting, building up, they're curses. You're snared by the words of your mouth. You have what you say. Worlds are created by words. Anybody here? Let me show you something. I'm going to jump down and we're going to come backwards. I'm going to to do this backwards. The flow is better. I looked up the word curse. Would you like to know what it means? Curse means this. To call upon a divine supernatural power. To send injury upon or to appreciate evil upon. Curse. Somebody says, I don't curse anybody. Oh, girls, every time you go try on a pair of jeans, you curse yourself. My Lord, look. I remember, I ain't going to say it. I want to so bad, but I just, I, I want to so bad. I went shopping with a person. I'm going to say it, but no names. I went shopping with a person who will remain nameless for Easter dress, not my wife, because she's tiny. But we went shopping with the family of this lady. And we were trying on, she was trying on beautiful dresses. She put on this one suit and she turned around and she said, Dear Lord, you could put a 12 piece, a 12 piece setting on my behind. That was not a blessing. You think it's getting smaller when you talk like that? How about this one? If you don't stop acting like that, you're going to wind up just like Uncle Ellis. Ellis is in jail, by the way. You don't mean it as a curse. You mean it as a warning. But you've got to be careful what you say. You've got to be careful what you say about yourself. You've got to be careful what you say about others. You've got to be careful what you say about the church. You've got to be careful what you say about the nation. You've got to be careful what you say because God is waiting on your words to engage in blessing. But when you give him nothing to work with, when do you, when you, uh, scripture, when you don't speak to things that aren't as though they are, what is he going to do? Come along and just shut you up and tape you up? Oh, my life is over. Everything's terrible. Nobody loves me. Well, hello, Cursed City, because what you don't understand is when you say that, you don't mean it that way, but you've got to start paying attention as a blood-bought child of God what you're saying about your situation. Anybody listening to me? I came to preach, not play tiddlywinks. I'm going to tell you the truth. You've got to stop cursing because according to Webster's Dictionary, when you curse something, you invoke You call upon a divine supernatural power. 
Number two, it says to bring evil upon, to cause serious harm, unhappiness. Now, bless is the opposite. Bless is the opposite. Bless means this. (laughs) To make or pronounce holy. To consecrate. Number two, bless. To make happy. Joyous. To confer prosperity. To grant divine favor. Are you following the connection here? To express a wish or a prayer for the happiness of a... To invoke or confer beneficial attributes, qualities. To invoke or confer blessing. The Bible says he took the five loaves in Luke 16 and blessed them. And they multiplied. Blessing causes divine multiplication. Cursing stops all growth. Cursing causes things to go backward. What what are you talking about, Lyndall? I'm making it pretty clear. That's why the Bible says, Bless the Lord, O my soul. Magnify him. Are y'all following my thought? Okay, good. Now that I've established that, I want to take you into the scripture. I'm going to be really short today. Not short, but not very long. I thought this week a lot about Mary. Not just because it's the Christmas season, but I've been listening. I, I've been listening to the lineage of Christ. And today we're going to end and conclude with a candlelight, but we're also going to light an Advent candle. It's a very important season for the church. It's a season when God came in the form of a baby. In a humble manner, he was born in a stable. The story should always strike us with awe. Because the almighty God clothed himself in flesh and dwelt among us. God did not come in a threatening form. The all-powerful God. When Gabriel told Mary she was going to be pregnant... She was a betrothed girl at that point, and her answer was immediately, without hesitation, yes, be it unto me. Now, I want you to understand something. In 2022, this is lost on us because there are a lot of things that have changed, but in this particular hour when she was pregnant, when she said yes to, to Gabriel, she knew what it meant. She would be shunned. She would be the subject of gossip, the subject of ridicule. She would lose friends. And in some people's eyes, she would lose credibility by her peers. Mary was saying yes to nine lonely months and a lifetime A lifetime of whispering. A lifetime of it. She was saying yes to it. Without hesitating. She said yes Lord. At this time in life. 
Being pregnant without marriage at that point was a big, big, big ordeal. It was, it was nothing like today. Not at all. It was massive. Massive. And I want to bring your attention to this, the Magnificat, which is found in Luke 1, 46. Mary is pregnant. She's a few months along, and she goes to see Elizabeth. And Elizabeth is going to be the mother of John the Baptist. And she's pregnant. And she goes to visit her. And Elizabeth says, the minute you walked in the room, I felt my baby jump in in my womb. Oh, how blessed is she who carries the seed of God. (laughs) And Mary starts to sing a song. And I want to bring your attention to her song this morning. I want you to understand this is a woman misunderstood. How many feel misunderstood? Let me explain something to you. At the church, this is a no judgment zone. God is our judge. We preach the Bible. We preach what the Word of God says. If it makes you mad, then get right. If we preach on sin and it's your particular sin, then repent. Don't leave the church and go find someone who won't tell you truth. It's not fair to not tell you truth. But the end of the day, it doesn't matter what your state of life is. You're welcome here. Because among you are people with equal or greater failures. So don't live in your failure. But I want you to hear something from the mother of Jesus this morning that should totally change your mouth. Mary would walk down the street. That's the girl. She's betrothed to Joseph, but look at the bump. Look at that. Oh, my Lord. Her family must be shamed. She must be shamed. She ought to be ashamed of herself. That's that's religious people talking right there. (laughs) But when she walks into the room with Elizabeth, Elizabeth says, Oh, I felt John the Baptist jump because you're carrying the Son of God. And Mary starts singing, My soul... My mind, my will, and my emotions. My soul magnifies the Lord. My spirit has rejoiced in God my Savior. For he has regarded the lowly state of this maidservant. For he who is mighty has done great things for me. And his holy name. And his mercy Look at this. She starts prophesying. Is on all those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He has put down the mighty from their thrones. Exalted the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things. And the rich he has sent away empty. He has helped his servant Israel. In remembrance of this. He spoke to our fathers. Abraham and his seed forever. I I want you to notice this. Not only does she say, the Lord has blessed the lowly state, but nations are going to call me blessed. 
it had no bearing on where she was at the moment. She was the point of scorn and ridicule. But she didn't live under that shade and she didn't live under that cover. She said, hang around a minute. When everybody figures this out, they're going to call me blessed. And not just one nation, every nation under the sun is going to call me a blessed woman. Yeah, yeah, I may not look so blessed right now. And yeah, the religious may have thrown me under the bus. But guess what's about to happen? I'm about to give birth to the Son of God. And the angels are going to declare him. Hark the herald angels sing. Glory to the newborn king. There are going to be people visit me at my, my baby at his birth. And All of y'all wagging your tongues are going to eat your words. I know we're in a a bad situation. America is not going the way you may want it to go. The world is not going the way you want it to go. But I want you to listen to the mother of Jesus speaking prophetically when she says, for behold, henceforth, from here forward, all generations are going to call me blessed. You may look on me with judgment, but they're going to call me blessed. What is she doing? She's declaring a blessing. But she's living under other people's words of curse. What's she showing us? She's showing us that what other people say about you doesn't have to mark your life. That you have the ability to speak blessing in the stillness and the infertility of your future. And you can speak what you desire to see come of it instead of what you hope won't. If you would shut up next year And catch your mouth before you spoke what you were afraid of. If you would watch your mouth when you're talking about your children, when you're talking about your friends, if you'd watch your mouth and quit speaking your fear and start speaking blessing. There are kids in homes that can't wait to get old enough to get away from it because all they've heard all their life is what they are not. All they have heard is what their daddy wants them to be. Never good enough at sports, never good enough at this, never good enough at that. I'll bet you men in this room, if I got you to be real honest, very few of you have ever had a real blessing from your biological father. I'll bet few of you. Because we don't even know how to do it. In this society, we think shaking a hand at the back of the door and saying, well, bless you, is a blessing. That's not. That's a salutation. It's not a blessing. A blessing is speaking what you hope will happen over someone. Mary is saying, you know what? I know things don't look so good for me right now. I know that in this society I live in, A lot's going to be said about me. And I could sit here and hide and wallow in self-pity. You know, a pity party is the only one you throw that no one wants to come to. 
Nobody wants to come and hear you feel sorry for yourself. But I promise you, when you're going through stuff, there's times that it's hard to keep your mouth shut. It's hard to say, you know what, it's going to be okay. Right? We are asking God at the Cooley house for some things from him. And we honestly don't see a lot of them happening. But what I do every morning is I get up and I say, now hold on. The Lord healed me and saved my life. Therefore, he will accomplish everything he intends for my future. I am not here just marking time. I have a calling. I have a purpose. I have a reason to exist. And it's not just to punch a clock and make money. It's bigger than that. I am a representative of God Most High as one of His children, and I will not live under the mistakes I've made in the past. There are people who wear their past like a coat. They walk in the door with everything that's wrong with their past. I guess you heard. And you're telling people what they've never even heard. I guess you heard about me and heard about blah, 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 blah. Well, actually, no, I didn't. But now that you've started the story, go ahead and tell me what's. There are people who have gone the wrong direction in your life in a moment of reaction or something you didn't think through. And you still wear it and you still carry it. How fun is that? You enjoying it? Is that getting you anywhere? Are you walking around going, man, part of me wants to be this and part of me. Well, I'm here to tell you today by the words of the mother of Jesus. People are going to call me blessed. People are going to call me fortunate. People are going to look on me. The nations are going to remember what I've done. I'm going to be blessed among all women. I'm going to be blessed in Italy, France, South America, Mexico, everywhere in the world. I'm going to be blessed. I know y'all can't see that right now, but watch. I told you my message was short and small. This is not positive confession. It's blessing and cursing. Most understand, you must understand that no matter what your circumstance is, you've got to train yourself to speak blessings. Train yourself. Train yourself. And it's a hard thing to do because I'm telling you, we curse by nature. We look at the situation and go, is this ever going to change? Well, I mean, I'm looking over here at my friend David Johnson, who has been through a hard, hard time. But you're here today. And you're eating food. And you're cancer free. I remember, I remember when I woke up in the hospital 12 weeks ago on a Monday evening. After laying there two days, I didn't know where I was or what had happened to me. And I wake up in the ICU of Vanderbilt, of Vanderbilt University Hospital. And I ask everybody what happened to me. But before I can even do that, I, I feel this breathing tube down my throat. Right? So I panic because, I mean, the last memory I had was 
uh, going to bed the night uh, two nights before. I have no memory of anything that's happened. All of a sudden, here I am, and I, I, I can't. And I said twice, I said, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. And when I said breathe the second time, y'all don't believe in this, but I do. The Holy Spirit said these words to me. Calm yourself and endure this. You're going to live. Calm yourself and endure this. You're going to live. And you know what? I never doubted I would live from that moment forward. I didn't need a doctor to tell me. I didn't need anybody to tell me I was going to be all right. Because I knew I had to endure this. I think that's a word for some of you today. You're going through some stuff. I get it. It's not good. Finances aren't flowing. You're in trouble. You don't know how you're going to get through Christmas. <laughs> you're, you're singing the old Merle Haggard song. If we make it through December, we'll be fine. How are we going to do this? How our kids are going to remember this. Your kids don't give them a nickel and let them spin it in the floor and they're happy. You're worried more about what you're giving them than they're worried about what they're getting. And if they worry about what they get, they're a snot anyway. <laughs> give them a lump of coal this year. That's what they deserve if they're demanding high dollar gifts, putting pressure on you. But don't worry about it. You're going to be okay. But while you're in this moment, friend, you've got to control your words. You need to give whoever's in your life permission to do what my mother used to do to me during church when I got loud. I swear she was a crab. She had pinchers that you wouldn't believe. And she'd get me right there in the thigh and just twist. Get next to your loved one and say, hey, pinch me if you hear me saying curses. Pinch me. Remind me I can't curse my ear. I'm telling you, I've been watching the news. They're cursing us like crazy. Going to have a recession, in a recession. Depends on which news you listen to. Some of them we have no problem. The other, it's all going down to all the prophets are driving me nuts because I don't think they're really prophets. Prophets prophesy. Prophets of God prophesy and it really happens. Okay. I've heard prophesied this year that the Antichrist is coming in 2023. I've heard him named at least by four prophets. People are scared. What are we going to do? There's going to be a food shortage. There's already a baby formula shortage. How about that diesel shortage that was supposed to happen a month ago? I mean, I went, I went and sold my diesel truck. Actually, not for that reason. We weren't going to have diesel. I've noticed that there's still diesel when my wife takes that big old man truck she drives. I get so embarrassed driving around with her because we get out somewhere and the guy will go, what a nice truck. And I have to go, it's her truck. (laughs) She drives the 3500 Dodge Dooley with the flatbed. Don't mess with her. But you remember that? Oh, we're going to have no diesel. The Antichrist is coming. The end of the world. Well, it could come any minute. The Antichrist could be unveiled next week. But here's the question. Is the church called to go get canned foods and hide them in the basement? Or are we, are we called? It's okay to have a little food extra. I'm, I've got some. I bought it last crisis.
I got some freeze dried up in the closet. I'm afraid to know what it's going to look like. I should try it in case something happens, but you know, I'm just winging it. But, but, but every time there's a crisis, remember, y'all remember 1999, the computers are all going to stop on, remember that? Oh, it was going to be terrible. Everything, planes were going to fall out of the sky. Everything was going to happen. Terrible. We went past it. Do y'all remember 2012, the Mayan calendar? Now we're now worried about the Mayan calendar. And I'm going, something's off. These people don't exist anymore. Something happened to the whole society, but yet we're listening to them. Hollywood loved it. They put out a 2012 movie and made millions off of our fear. Let me tell you what I believe. There is going to be an antichrist. He is coming. Jesus is going to come. I'm still a rapture guy. Y'all can stay around if you want, but I'm on the first bus out. And I mean, if, 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 if I'm wrong, then we'll stay three and a half years. If that's wrong, then we'll stay the whole seven. It doesn't matter. God is with me. He's going to keep me. He's going to, because I'm going to be purposeful with the future, right? I'm going to be purposeful with my calling. I'm not just going to sit here and buy time and entertain people. I'm going to be purposeful to win the lost and fill the ship up before it sails. That's what I'm going to do. But what are you going to do? You're going to keep cursing your life? Nothing ever happens to me. Everybody gets blessed and I get nothing. Demon spirits hear that. They go, oh, we got one. His own word. We don't even have to do anything. His own words are keeping the blessings away from him. Well, if God's God, he'll bless me anyway. That ain't what the word says. That is not what this book says. Well, if God's so good, he's just going to, blessings are going to overtake me. Not if you don't say it. Well, if God wants me to have it. Y'all are those same people that when somebody's dying, you go in there and pray if it's the Lord's will. See, I'm different than y'all. I figure people die. I mean, this week we lost a dear friend in this church. Matter of fact, today at four o'clock, we have a, we have a memorial service for a young man, 54 years old suddenly passed away in his front yard. I don't understand that. But am I going to stop praying for the healing of the sick because of that? My mother, my mother was healed of cancer twice. My mother-in-law died with cancer. Do I stop believing that God's a healer because somebody died? That ain't my job. I'm not God. My job is to lay hands on the sick and see them recover, cast out demons, raise the dead. That's my job. That's your job. It's God's job to figure out who gets it and who don't. I don't care. I'm going to go for it. Well, what if God don't? Well, what if he does? I mean, the other day I was praying for someone. I thought, let's just try this. I almost walked away. I did that thing. Well, we'll be praying for you. Oh, liar, liar, pants on fire. They told me something was wrong. And that buddy, I thought, if we got some oil, I'm about to go intercessor on this person right here. In the name of Jesus, we curse this sickness. See, that's what the believer does. 
Because God's going to do what God's going to do. But he's also going to move according to what you say. He has put you in. If my people who call by my name will humble themselves and pray, I'll hear from heaven and heal their land. This nation is getting no better as long as you're cursing this nation. There's nothing going to change until you stop the cursing. Well, what if it's the tribulation? We'll know. Antichrist will show up. He'll make a deal with Israel and he'll divide Israel, divide Jerusalem. We'll see it. We'll know. But right now, why are you, what are you doing? I know you're going, no, listen to Mary. I'm blessed. God is with me. I saw an angel and he said, are you willing? And I said, yes. So when I said yes, I took the reproach, the shame and the blessing. But guess what? In my Magnificat, my song, my big song in the Bible, I'm not really going to include the shame and the worry and the disgrace and how lowly. I'm only going to say, oh, I'm, this lowly maiden is so blessed that the Son of, that the Almighty God would move on me and favor me. When's the last time you prayed that over yourself? Maybe y'all need to almost die. Because I can tell you, it's changed the way I pray. And that was not a curse. I don't want you to do that. But I'll tell you, it'll change you. I get up every morning and I go, thank you, Lord, for another day. Lord, thank you for another day. What are we doing today? What mountain are we moving today? What, what are we going to do? What are we going to do today? Let's do something else. Let's do something. Let's find somebody. Let's bless them. Let's encourage them. Let's go forward. Let's do. For the Lord has looking on, looked upon his lowly and has blessed us. I close by saying this. Am I asking you to ignore reality? No. I mean, if they're coming to get your rent of furniture, it's reality. You're going to be sitting on boxes. If the bank is writing you foreclosure letters, you're going to be living in the yard. That's reality. You have to deal with reality. But you have to speak to that instead of accepting that. And go, now, wait a minute. I don't know how this is going to change. But something's about to change. God's going to bless me. My soul magnifies the Lord. Thanks for listening. For more information about Grace Church, you can visit us online at gracechurchnashville.com and find us on Facebook facebook.com slash Grace Church Nash. Hope you have a great week and we'll see you next time.